Mic, mic, mic check, mic check one two, one two one two. Yes, oh, you what it do? Welcome back, y'all, to another beautiful episode of Mornings with Omar, and it's me, your host, of course, Omar, aka Omar Omar, aka O, aka O Meezy for short. You know, call me either or, but just don't call me anything else. But yeah, man, welcome in to another episode. Thank you all for tuning me, tuning me, checking me out and tuning in. Um, Listen, if this is your first time checking in, welcome in. If you came here before, then you know the vibes. Welcome back. Shout out to er everybody that listens, all the listeners from all over the world, here in the United States, Texas, PA, overseas, Japan, Germany. Y'all know the vibes, man. Y'all know what we doing. Happy Friday. Hope everybody's doing well, feeling good, looking good, and living good. Rough world, but, you know, we're going to make it do what it do. And that's why we're here. We're going to talk about some things, and we're going to keep things rolling and keep the ball moving and, you know, just live our best lives while we can. By the time y'all hearing this, listen, I'll be on another trip. Uh, You know, check out the pictures, to, you know, on the Instagram find out where i'm at mornings with omar on instagram or at ohh.omar that's my personal page so you know find out where i'm at you know just come check me out y'all know i like to take trips y'all know i like to keep it moving i can't sit still for real it's been a rough world i mean rough time you know these over in 2021 so i just don't got much time to just sit back and sit around and not do things you know through the grace of good God, you know, I'm able to keep keep moving around and taking trips and, you know, while I can, while I'm here, I'm going to do it. So, listen, don't forget to take a vacation, especially if you haven't taken one in a while. 2020 was a rough year. 2021 is looking like a rough year as well. So, you know, sometimes you just got to get away and see something different and be around something different and different environment, you know, clear your mind, clear get get your headspace right. But yeah, man, welcome in. Um, let's see, man, where are we going to start today? Where are we going to start today? Uh, well, um, I don't want to start off with anything too negative. So, you know, all right, we can start with, how about, how about some movies and, and things like that? Uh, so, uh, I recently saw the movie, if anybody got HBO Max. I seen the movie Tenet. It just came out on HBO Max. Uh, I think like last beginning of this week or something, or the end of last week. And this movie was really good, really really good. Um, I wanted to see it in theaters when it came out, but you know it was a pandemic, so I don't actually know what what happened. I don't know if it came out or if it didn't come out. I just kind of forgot about it, honestly. But yeah, the movie came out. It's like two hours and maybe in ha- two and a half hours long. Uh, I don't, the premise is like, it's a guy who he's part of like a mission and only thing he has, you know, to complete this mission is a gesture where he like puts his fingers, he interlocks his fingers and he says the word tenant, you know, so it's like a code word, but he can't just say it around anybody. And, um, it's basically like he's trying to stop some other some other people from 
fucking with the time, you know? So, like, there's this guy who's trying to invert time or reverse time. And so, like, he crossed paths with, like, the future and the past and the present. You know, it's, like, a lot going on. The movie's long. Um, The dude, Christopher Nolan, he's the one that, that directed it or wrote it, one of the two. Um, and that's the same guy that did, like, The Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, and... He had a couple other movies too, but you know, I, I do like his his skills when he's directing things and and shooting stuff. So I don't want to spoil the movie, um, but it's definitely worth watching. It's it's lengthy, so make sure you got the time. Um, is it a good movie to watch with your significant other? I would say so. If if you're a dude and you're watching it with your girl, listen, she's gonna ask a lot of questions. But it it, it is like a thriller, and it's like a um. Uh, thriller and uh, it's kind of like dramatized. I don't want to say it's a drama, but it's it's definitely like a thriller, and it'll have you on the edge of your seat, have you thinking like, what's about to happen next. Um, you kind of figure out like you don't figure out, but you kind of like try to piece together like the puzzle that he's also trying to piece together. So it's it's very interesting. And it's definitely worth it. You know, like I said, if you ain't got nothing to do this weekend, um, if you got like two hours and some change to sit around and kill some time definitely watch the movie uh like i said if you watch it with your significant other she's gonna ask a lot of questions you know how women are but i don't want to you know say all women are like that but you know women like to ask questions during movies like we know like like we've seen it already like this is my first time watching it too i don't know but good movie yo i definitely recommend it uh the only other thing that i saw that i um I can speak on is this movie it's not a movie it's like a document documentary uh on hbo max as well it's called pray obey kill and listen i like doc document well, i can't speak documentaries documentaries why am i saying documentary anyway documentaries it's a pretty cool documentary <laughs> it's about uh like a cult type of thing in sweden and like a a girl shoots he shoots this guy's wife and he shoots the neighbor's husband um but i don't want to spoil this either uh only thing that i that you should probably be wary of is that it's all subtitles the shit's in like swedish or i think that's what i think that's what the language is called that's where they're at they're in sweden and i think their language is swedish i don't know but you got to read the subtitles but it's it's still worth it because it's so like it's weird as shit like one of the leaders of this cult but they don't call it a cult cuz that's not what it is you know what i mean um she's called like it's like a pentecostal church or some shit um and like one of the leaders is called the bride of christ and <clears throat> it's like it kind of revolves around her but you don't know that it revolves around her. Even if you watch it and you're you're reading it and stuff like that, like you're not gonna know what's going on by me saying these these few things. But this stuff is like information that you hear right in the beginning. But yeah, yo. So like, you gotta read the subtitles. It's it's a it during it like towards the end of it, they'll have the former members of this cult church, whatever thing you wanna call it, um, speaking on it as well about their experience in it. 
um, even like the the girl that commits the murder that shoots the neighbor and the other neighbor, she's in it. Um, the dude's wife that she kills is in it. Like everybody's in it. You know what I mean? So you'll see like it's two journalists. They basically investigate the murder. I think this happened in like oh four. But the cult or church, whatever they're called, they've been around for like mad years. They up in like some secluded area in Sweden called Nutby. Um yeah, it's pretty strange. It's pretty wild. Like I like weird shit like that. Um, so it's definitely worth watching. Called Pray Obey Kill on HBO Max. Um and yeah, man, it was it was real interesting. If you like documentaries, um, definitely check that out. If you don't mind reading subtitles. It was pretty cool. I didn't get to watch the new Handmaid's Tale yet. That's on my list of things to watch. I heard they came out with a new season recently, I think last week or so. I still have to watch the last episode of the previous season because for some reason I just never finished it. But I'll probably try to do that, you know, on the way to my my destination tomorrow um, while I'm on the plane. So I'll probably catch up on that for real. Um, I'm kind of disappointed that Money Heist isn't, that was supposed to come out in April. And I don't know if I talked about that before, but... I was really looking forward to that coming out, but that didn't come out yet. I think they pushed that back to September. I'm waiting on a new season of Ozark. If anybody's seen that, you know, that's... It starts off slow, because I remember I tried to watch it before, and I didn't. Like, I just... I started to watch the first episode. I'm like, oh, this shit sucks. And then, for some reason, I went back to it, maybe a couple weeks later or something, and then I just binged the whole jaw, and so... Ozark, I don't know when that's supposed to come out, but hopefully that comes out soon. That's a great show. I feel like during the pandemic, we're still in one, you know, and even though people are outside, you know, people are still spending a lot of time inside. So, you know, I don't see why they won't drop it, you know. It'll it, uh, it give the people that still stand inside something to do, something to watch. Um, I just hope they don't come out with, like, you know, how some shows they come out and drop every something like a new episode every week type of thing I, I can't stand that i'd just rather watch something entirely through i think that's why i ain't watch uh handmaid's tale yet because i don't like to watch you know episodes per week i don't like that suspense um that's the word i was looking for earlier for that tenant movie it's suspenseful um i don't like the suspense of waiting and stuff like that i just i need to watch it through and, and get it all out you know what i mean or at least have the the option to watch it all at once, even if I don't. Um, I did see people talking about the Selena series uh, on Netflix. I did scroll past that, uh, but I didn't I didn't click it because I didn't know what it was about. I didn't know if it was just like, oh, well, I'm pretty sure it's like probably the same story, but it's I think it's like broken up into like I don't know if it's a show or what. But I did see people talking about it. I guess because Beyonce was in it or something. Or like not Beyonce, but a character portraying a young Beyonce meeting Selena, um, in like Houston at the mall or something. So I'll probably check it out one of these days. Uh, I'm not really too big on shows like that that I already know the story of. Like I like to watch things I have no clue about because it's just I like to learn or just be like, wow, that was interesting, you know. So, but either way, to each his own. That shit's out there. Um, 
And it's definitely probably worth it, you know, if you're if you're into that type of stuff. Um, damn, it looks like a Michael Shea. I didn't know he had a little show on HBO Max. And wow. I'm gonna definitely check that out. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He did a stand up on Netflix. Uh, I can't remember what it was called, but Michael Shea, C-H-E. I think he played on, like, SNL before, too, or he probably still does. But he looks like he got, a little, like, a little comedy show, um, kind of like Chappelle's show type of thing on HBO Max. I'm going to definitely check that out because, uh, yeah, man, people need something to watch, and I need something to laugh at, too, for real. And that kind of goes into my next topic, uh... You know, rediscovering your joy, you know, it's for especially for people just experiencing this year and especially for people of color, um, even though I don't like that term, people of color, uh, for black people, minorities, it could have been or it has been or, you know, it has the potential to be, you know, just traumatic in the sense of of the things that we've been witnessing over the course of the first few months of the year, 2020 as well. Plus all the other years that we've been living here and, and hearing about, you know, the George Floyd case and uh, Rayshard Brooks case and Michaela Miller and, uh, you know, the countless others that, you know, we've witnessed uh, murdered for some reason. They just like the, the media likes to uh, not only tell us about this, but show us the videos of it. Um, except the one of of uh, the young brother killed in North Carolina. They wouldn't show us that video, but the other videos, you know, they, they play on TV or that there's just readily available for the media and on your news feeds and stuff like that. Stuff is traumatic, and it, it has an effect on your psyche, whether you, th- you know it or not, or whether you think you're, like, tough-skinned or not. And then you don't even have to, like, be a, a minority or a person of color, or indigenous person, or whomever, like, anybody can feel trauma from these events, you know, but anyway, so, you know, I was reading an article on psychology today about, you know, rediscovering your joy, and just, like, trying to get back to feeling, you know, feeling good, and feeling joy, you know, in this life, because sometimes you can be overwhelmed with, with all the things going on, to include everything I just said, plus other things, stress, uh, working, finances, whatever, you know, so basically the article, you know, gave, it gave tips on how to rediscover your joy. And one of the tips was to like reconnect, reconnect with family, um, friends, loved ones, people that, you know, going to make you feel comfort and, and feel love and, and, can cultivate like you know your sense of 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 you know uh community or family or just like want and need and, and just you know it's people that embrace you you know and I think that's it's very important especially like if you live by yourself if you have your own apartment um and your family is hours away or um in another state or you know you just don't live with them you know try to get back to around you know the people that care for you and love you and and you know just reconnect with with those people another thing is laugh you know uh whether it's watching a funny movie 
or watching a movie that um, you know is funny that you've seen before. Something that's just going to make you laugh, whether it's like a stand-up comedy or a movie like Scary Movie or something. I know that came on like the other day. I was watching Scary Movie 2. And y'all know the dude, it was the part where the dude was uh, cooking the food and he was whipping up the like the potato salad or something with that small hand and fucking the turkey and being all weird and shit. And it was funny. Like the movie, I ain't, it's it's obviously dated, but, you know, it still gave me like a, a slight smile. But I'm a, uh, I watch the Chappelle show from time to time just to kind of get a nice little giggle. Um but yeah, I think I just need to watch something that I haven't seen and, and get a brand new laugh. So I'm going to definitely check out that Michael Shea show uh, that I was telling y'all about. Did I give y'all the title of that? Uh, the title is called That Damn Michael Shea. And it's on HBO Max. So yeah, hopefully that gives me you know a brand new laugh that I haven't I haven't felt. And you know it's just important to laugh. Laughter, it, it gives you that, that feel-good feeling. You know, it releases those hormones that you know, your body needs, and, and especially in times like this where everything is kind of stressful, everything is kind of traumatic or chaotic, and, and you know, so definitely laugh. It, laughter is, is important. Another tip they gave was start a new hobby. Um, I think I mentioned this before about just doing something that you haven't done before, like being spontaneous and and just doing something that uh, that a surprise yourself or surprise others. So it kind of goes hand in hand with that. So start a new hobby. Do something that is completely for your enjoyment, that it isn't for, like, another reason. You don't have no ulterior motive but to enjoy it, whether that's, like, painting or bike riding or fishing or gardening, trying to learn how to plant or grow fruit or vegetables or something. These are things that I, I consider doing. I just never have the time. So you could try to play an instrument, something uh, so yeah, start a new hobby. See, see where that can take you. That'll most likely bring you some joy. Uh, another tip was add play to your day. Um, so you know, just just having fun. Don't don't always be so uptight. Don't always be everything is work, 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 or taking care of responsibilities. Just add a little spark. Um, and it can be the same thing as coloring or bike riding or painting. Uh. Maybe doing some crafts with by yourself or with your child or your significant other or a parent or a grandparent, whomever. Add a little spice to, you know, just everything that's going on. And probably the most important tip or could be the most important tip is just talking to someone, you know, Um, just letting your thoughts flow to someone that's just going to listen and not going to try to solve your problems or not try to. Uh, you know, tell you what you should do or shouldn't do. That could be a counselor. That could be, you know, your bestie, your dad, mom, whoever you can confide in and just, you know, let them hear you talk without, you know, cutting you off. Or like I said, telling you, oh, you sh- I think you should do this. Because especially men, I know I'm guilty of it too from time to time. So I try to try to be mindful of it, of, you know, when someone's, you know, talking to me about something, a problem or whatever you know I, I try not to give them solutions I try not to say okay well you should do this you know because um, as men we we have this this thing where we where we fix things we want to fix things when we hear someone talk or we hear you know problems we want to fix the problem uh, so especially 
for my men listeners out there, if you're listening to your girl and she's going on about her day or how work was and she's complaining, oh, this girl did this at work today and blah, 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 you know, try not to try not to solve any any problems. Most of the time, women just they want to know that you're listening and they want to know that, you know, it's more than you just trying to fix the problem that you actually care. So. You know, that's a little tip for my men out there, and I'm sure my the women listeners could vouch for that as well. They, they don't know, they don't always want you to fix their problem. They just want to want you to listen to them. You know, so free tip, free game, free gems. Um, that was the article. Uh, you know, so just try to you know follow those tips, if not all of them, a couple of them, and try to just rediscover your joy, especially with everything that's going on. We all need it. We all want to be happy. We all want to feel good about ourselves and good about our lives and the things that we've done up until you know whatever point we're at whether we're in early adulthood middle adulthood uh late adulthood you know if you're much older so yeah man um i did see another article on psychology today and this was more about like about like how you how things are presented to you and how you perceive things. So the article it was about black Barbie dolls, you know what I mean, and how they change two different women's lives on how they see things. So the first woman, <clears throat> she she like despised Barbie dolls because I guess as a child her mom would would kind of show her like the Barbie doll was a certain way like ah you had to be like high maintenance type of thing and and uh you know high heels and, and large breasts long legs like i guess you kind of had this perceived notion of of like yeah like this high maintenance viewpoint on how women should be um and then the other female uh and these both both these women were like college graduates with like doctorate degrees or something like that the other woman, uh, she perceived Barbie dolls more as of like a, an empowerment tool, you know, like, so she's seen it as, I think she even said in the article, like, you know, um, she had a black Barbie doll and this was like, she was saying how back then her dad used to have to buy Barbie dolls from like DC. Cause that was like the only place that had black Barbie dolls. And I think she lived in the South. So just to add some context and stuff, but anyway, her mom would tell her like, "Hey, you know, this her her doll was many things. She started um, school. She was a college graduate. That's why she had, you know, all these careers and she had her own car and she had her own house and and as she said her mom bought her. And I know the women, the men listeners probably don't give a fuck about this, but uh, her mom. Um, but it, it's still important. Her mom brought her a Ken doll and tried to put her put the Ken doll in front of the." Uh, in the driver's seat of the Barbie's car, and it didn't fit. So her mom explained to her, like, you know, the doll doesn't fit because the Ken doll doesn't fit in the driver's seat of the Barbie car because it's not Ken's car. You know, it's Barbie's car. She worked hard for this car, and, you know, she went to school for this car, and she did all this work, you know, for her all her own stuff. So it gave her that sense of empowerment that, you know, and she always played with these dolls and stuff like that. It was a big part of her childhood, just like, I'm sure for, you know, men, we probably had, like, Hot Wheels or fucking G.I. Joes and and things like that, you know. I used to have, like, a robot I used to always play with, you know. 
So, you know, women have Barbie dolls and other things. Oh, yeah, and, I, and another thing about that last, the previous woman who, like, uh, she didn't like it because I guess it kind of gave her too many stereotypes about women that you sh- you have to cook and, you know, be real like a, a wife role. But back to the other female on the empowering side, you know, she looked at these Barbie dolls as like, like I said, like it empowered her to know that she can do anything and be anything and not have to depend on another person, a.k.a. a man for anything. Um so it's like this sense of, of, how can I put it? The sense of just of self, you know, it, it's very important in your upbringing when you have like these, whether it's people you look up to or whether it's toys that you play with. It's important to know that you know there's people or there's things that look like you that can be successful, um, and you don't have to like turn to something else that doesn't look like you, like a person or someone from another ethnicity, um, you know, for a role model. I mean, if you need to and if you have a good one, I'm not saying, like, only look for Chinese role models if you're Chinese or white role models if you're white or black role models if you're black. Like, if you got a good role model, you got a good role model. But the importance of having role models that look like you or toys that look like you when you're growing up you know, it kind of gives you that sense of, of purpose as well. Like, okay, I can do anything. Like, I don't even recall having, like, my sisters or anything having black dolls or anything like that growing up. And I don't know what that did for them or didn't do for that. I can't speak for that. But I just know that it's important for um, for children especially to to have people that look like them be positive role models. So it's important for... um you know, if you're if it's a black child and all they have is white classmates growing up and white teachers and white principal and white police officers around them and white doctors that they go to and you know white whatever, and it's, it only have to just be white. It could be any race, but if they always have this perception of other people um, in positions of power that don't look like them, it kind of limits their where they feel as though they can reach their potential, you know? So if they don't ever see anybody that looks like them in these roles, then they don't, they like psychologically, they may think that, okay, I can't never be this because I don't see anybody that looks like me as this. So then they worship other people from different races um, for these, for these other, for these other things. Uh, even, even, Even if you do, like, it can also... It can also hinder you if you have, like, you know, parents that aren't shit. And then, um, you know, if they're abusive and it can kind of turn you off if, if you know, like I said, you, you have abusive guardians or parents. But and then, you know, these other people that don't look like you take care of you, then you're going to shun, you know, you may shun you know, your entire people based off of the perception that a couple of them gave you and, you know, turned towards, you know, the other, the other, another, you know, group of people. And I'm not saying anything's wrong with that or, or right with that, but I don't feel personally that you can be your full self without, you know, feeling like you can 
you can be anything you want. And if you're an adult, you're obviously going to think, oh, I could be whoever I want, you know, because I'm an adult, whatever, whatever. But growing up as a kid, especially if you have kids, which I don't, but I've been around kids my entire, like, working career. Um, I worked in many uh, psychiatric hospitals, and I worked in daycares, and I worked as a teacher. So, you know, I've, I've, I contribute most of my, my skills to children um, so that they can be them full, their full selves and reach their full potential. So basically I'm saying all this to say, like, it's important for role models that look like you. Um, it's like just like me when I spoke a few weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago, about, you know, my school being mostly white. Like, it's not the best thing in the world. It's not the most comfortable thing just being in a school where mainly where I'm like one of two, one or one of the two black people in the whole classroom and none of my professors that I had were black and I I mean the president of the school is black so that's that's pretty cool you know so it kind of that right there shows me like okay even though I'm at a majority white school the president of the school is still black you know so even though I none of my professors are are black the principal is or it's not they're not called the principal they're called something else that I I can't think of the word right now but yeah I see that okay there's levels to this and she's at the top you know and it's a female so shout out to her um but yeah man uh, on to the next thing y'all get the point of all that what else going on um so some 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 guy I think his name was Tim Scott one of these uh government official people he said that America is not racist and of course uh vice president Kamala Harris she echoed the same sentiment America's not racist and i have huge problems with both of these african american um gentlemen and gentlewomen saying such absurd things because it's just not true you know the history of america is racist and even currently today it's still constructed as being racist and it's like I don't know how we have to just keep having the same conversation over and over when all the evidence points to this being a racist society you know Uh, for example as I mentioned last episode there's been many lynching bills introduced in Congress and none of them ever passed not one lynching bill passed through congress and the people that get lynched in america are black people you know i i've I've never heard of a white person being lynched i never heard of an asian person being lynched i never heard of an indigenous american being lynched you know i just heard of black people being lynched and why can't a lynching bill pass because it's not like congress just congress been around since the beginning of of America, you know, so, well, you know, after all, everything came together and sides agreed to, for balances of power and things like that, but that's, that was, been what, over 200, 300 years now or so, so, you know, so no lynching bill passes, cool, that doesn't point to American being racist, not by itself, right, okay, then we have all these police killings of black people, that doesn't mean black people. I mean, that doesn't mean America are racist, right? Okay. 
uh black people get disproportionate um lengths of sentences for similar crimes of their white counterparts but that doesn't mean america's racist right nah uh fucking all these uh republican states are now signing into law uh tighter election tighter ways to vote you know florida just being the recent one um making it harder for people to do absentee voting and and um making it hard for listen i could could pull up some of the stuff here uh uh some some republican from florida he's um one second, one second, one second. So, yeah, another one of the things, I remember being in Virginia, and I voted when I was living out there, uh, and I went to a school to vote, and at the school, you know, it was a long line, long-ass line, and I was in that line for probably like an hour, and there was people, like, passing out snacks and water and shit for people that's just standing, standing in line to vote. I ain't pay for none of this shit, you know what I mean? So now, in Florida, um, they they put into law no influence zone, 50 meters um, around polling places, which, you know, that's going to, prov- the no influence zone is basically saying, like, so within 50 meters of, of this election spot, no one can supply food or water or anything, you know, and if you get caught, then you can face up to a $25,000 fine. I mean, hey, but that doesn't mean America's racist, right? Not at all. So, you know, listen. I don't. I don't know what these people are doing. I don't know what their agendas are. I don't know why they say these things when, you know, they know they're false. And I know that they for, they're in positions of power, so they got to kind of cater to both sides. And I can understand that, but you have to speak the truth. You know, you can't be in these positions and not speak the truth. That's like. That's why I'm like weary on. Because I honestly, personally, I wanna. I wanna hold a, a, a official position, you know, here in my in my city or wherever I reside at, you know, in the future, because I feel like it's important for people to not only, you know, go for these positions, because anyone can can be in city council or be on a school board member, you know, you just have to get voted on. Um, so it's something that I'm definitely considering in my life. I'm just trying to, you know, be in a a more well-rounded place and and learn more about it before I, I take that step but these people they have to speak the truth and you can't sit here and say that America's not racist when everything about America speaks racism like did y'all y'all ever heard of sundown towns sundown towns sundown towns they existed way back when and they exist still today and basically what they are is, you know, when the sun goes down, if you're black, you know, you 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 should get out of that town before the sun goes down, you know. It's basically a town where if you're black and you there when the sun goes down, anything's liable to happen to you. And you can even, like, Google sundown towns in, in America and you'll get, like, a long list of, of sundown towns. So it's like... It's just frustrating, honestly, because I don't see how people can just spew these things and 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 feel good about themselves and feel like 
they're actually standing for the people. And I don't mean just me, black people. I mean all the people. Like, you have to be truthful with the people. Another thing is, before I even let this go, I think it was Mitch McConnell, that sucker. He, I think he's trying to ban uh, federal grants for the 1619 project. It's like a... So it's like a, a, a New York Times journalist. Um, I think they like put together like a curriculum that teaches black history, including in inclusive in American history. So it's called like the 1619 something something. And Mitch McConnell is taking away like the federal grant that like helps, you know, uh, schools and stuff get this curriculum and, and teach it to, you know, to the students and stuff like that. And the backlash that this thing received by itself, you know, trying to teach black history into these school systems. Like I seen like some video on on social media and like it was a lady saying like just because I don't want, you know, race theory, something taught to my kids to not mean I'm racist, like some some Karen, of course. But it's like I don't I don't know exactly what she was referring to, but. If you don't teach people about race in schools, no, no, not even that. If you don't teach black history while you're teaching American history, you can't tell me that there's that isn't some form of racism, you know, because black people have been here since white people have been here. Black people have been here before white people was here. You know what I mean, honestly, if you want to keep it 100, but they don't teach you that. They just teach you 1619 and on because that's european history here but african history was way before that african wasn't america before it was america africans wasn't europe before europe was a civilization africans wasn't asia before asia was a civilization but that's not the things that they teach you, you know what i mean so it's important not only for you know america to teach its history in its entirety but it's also important for parents to teach their children because you can't rely on these school systems that are negligent in, in teaching the proper education or the full education to your kids um, that job is really up to you and I know it's a lot when you know you work 8, 10, 12 hours a day or you may not be able to uh you just you just don't know when you're going to find a time but listen, i'm gonna be the one to tell you if you haven't heard it from anybody if you have young kids you have young children you have to teach them whether you're black white spanish asian whomever it's up to you to teach your kids you know school is only going to teach them so much and they're going to teach them as little as possible they just want people to keep coming through and and you know so they don't really care. You know, I, I can honestly say I didn't learn anything in school. And I graduated from high school. I went to college and I learned some things, you know. And, I, and on my own, I learned even more things. So even while in college, yes, I learned specifically about psychology and the intricacies of it. However, the things that matter to me and matter to the people that look like me, I learned mostly on my own, you know. Mostly all the uh, African-American history classes I took, in college, they started at 1619, you know what I mean? Or they started in, like, 
15 something like just right before you know they ain't really go back before that so it, it's going it's saying something when they act as they act as if though black people only had history from 1619 on or from 1594 on you know what i mean so hey man do your homework do your research and teach your own kids because you're relying on these people to do it and you wonder why your child is not understanding the complexities of of themselves or their people or um or of others and you're just like ah oh, why aren't you understanding this or and you're getting mad at your kids because they're not understanding fucking the square root of 64 or some crazy shit like math is cool but if they're not going to be an accountant or or a, or an engineer or anything then all right, you ain't got to focus too much on math. Focus more about, you know, the idols that, listen, man, y'all got it. Y'all y'all know what to do. I gave y'all the cue. I gave y'all the keys now. Now go unlock the doors. Uh, man. So, I read a couple weeks ago that this Texas hospital was requiring all of its employees to, uh, to get vaccinated with, by, like, July. And if you're not vaccinated, then you'll be suspended and then you'll be fired. And this is an interesting topic for the workplace, you know. And even for me, I was I used to work at a hospital just a few months back uh, while the pandemic was still going on. And, you know, one of the things that was in my head was if this hospital makes me or tries to make me get this vaccine, you know, I'm definitely quitting because they already was forcing me to get the the flu vaccine and I had just resigned right before you know that shit was um before that taken into effect because I'm just not a big one on vaccines you know and I and I I heard that you know vaccines they don't cause these uh diseases that you know people suggest that they do like down syndrome and things like that and I'm sure that vaccines are important to a child's health in some point like the measles vaccine and those ones that children get as kids i get that because i feel like those are proven vaccines um they've been around for some time and yeah those those two things i'll just leave it at that they're proven and they've been around for some time however for people trying to like covid19 came out last year and you're telling me that I should get a vaccine that was developed within one year and just take it to my bank and cash it, you know what I mean? When they got the, they, Johnson & Johnson, they making all these mistakes with theirs. And, like, listen, man, I'm just not big on the vaccine right now. Like, if you need it for 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 your family and for your specific, you know, situations, by all means, do what you got to do. But... You should also just be reasonable and consider everything in its entirety. You get the full vaccine, you still have to wear a mask. You still got social distance. They're changing that in some states. I, I understand that. But for the most part, you still got to follow all the same procedures. So, hey, what's the point? Um, But that's just my two cents on it. We're going to move along. Uh, Ah, man. So, I kind of, 
if if anybody follows basketball, um, then Kyrie Irving, basketball star that's currently on the Brooklyn Nets, uh, he said maybe like a month ago that that he it's time to retire the word nigga. And you know, I've I've since he mentioned this, I wrestle with this back and forth. Um, pros and cons of retiring the word nigga. We all know where the word came from, right? We all know it's a it's a slur. It's like a you know, it's like hate speech, you know. However, you know, as African Americans, we definitely took the word and you know dropped a hard er and we made it our own word of endearment, kind of. Um, when we speak into others. We kind of embraced it and said, all right, we're going to take this word and now we're going to be the only ones that use it, you know. Uh, so. It's definitely it's definitely. It's definitely a tough, tough issue here, just for me personally. It's a word I use pretty often. I try not to use it, you know, especially ever since, you know. Not only just Kyrie Irving mentioned it, but just knowing where we come from as as black african people african american people um and the things that the the knowledge that we acquired and and passed on and and the things that you know civilizations that we started um it's it's hard like i don't i definitely don't whenever i'm referring to someone of prominence uh like let's just say like malcolm x or or dr king or um, you know these these people that we became familiar with in in recent times. You know, I do my I don't call these 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 prominent men figures, you know, the N word at all. So I, I I do I'm mindful of that. You know, if I'm just talking to my homie, ah, chill, nigga, whatever. But I definitely try not to call people who've, you know fought for the cause and and fought for you know better lives for for all of us you know i try not to call these people the n-word and it just kind of kind of makes me wonder like is it time to to retire the word nigga i mean obviously we can't do it because people are going to do what they want to do you can't control people but it's something that i definitely um when i when i'm in my right mind i don't call people nigga just because I'm I'm trying to phase it out of my language out of my vocabulary um but it's it's interesting I mean do you think it's time to to retire that hmm I don't know I don't know it's not like even if we retire it that you know the the closet racist people aren't still gonna call us niggers you know they still will so what what is it that yeah you never know you never know ah man hmm uh we could talk about music um hey they said j cole's j cole he said he's dropping the off season may 15th cold world it's been a while i haven't heard from him since uh i think the the compilation albums Listen, I'm excited. I ain't gonna lie. I'm excited. This is this is one of the one of the premier artists 
in the game. There's Drake, there's Cole, there's Kendrick, and that's the short list of them. It's those three. And everybody else follows suit. So I don't know what this album's going to sound like, you know? It's been a couple years in the making. I don't know if it's going to sound like 2014, Forest Hills Drive. I don't know if it's going to sound like KOD. I don't know if it's going to sound like For Your Eyes Only. Maybe it'll sound like a blend of all three of them. You know, I don't know. But either way, uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be refreshing to hear his voice. I'm sure he'll speak on topics that, you know, has been going on for the past year and a half. Uh, he'll probably have, you know, a single, I think he's actually going to drop a song tonight at midnight or, well, by the time you're here, this is already Friday. So he would have already dropped it. Um, so yeah, I wonder what the single's going to sound like. I don't know if it's going to be, I don't know. I can't even guess. I don't know if it's going to be like a single single where, you know, is trying to play something on the radio or if it's going to be more of, you know, I'm cold. I'll, I'll just drop what I'll feel like dropping. And, you know, it's going to go regardless because it is going to go regardless. Cole don't miss, you know, Cole's probably one of those rappers. He's up there with like hope to me. Like it doesn't matter what he says. He's saying it for a reason. And if you understand that reason, then you understand what he's saying, you know, and everything else makes sense. Like a lot of people shit it on KOD. I don't know why. I thought the album was phenomenal, even for your eyes only, for that matter. You know, everyone was like, oh, man, this shit's mad depressing or whatever, whatever. But if you knew why he was saying it, saying, you know, the songs, each song meant a specific thing. Each song was him telling a story about something that wasn't even for us. It was for someone else, you know, for your eyes only, hence the title. So. I don't know, man. Either way, I'm excited. The album cover looked pretty cool. Uh, I wonder who the feature is going to be. He'll probably have some Dreamville people on there. I wonder if he'll have a whole verse. That'd be dope. Um, You know, they had a few songs together. They weren't always the best songs. They weren't like, you know, top tier songs. Mr. Nice Watch. And um, I mean, they had a Star is Born. That was hard. I think they had another verse together, too can't quite remember but i hope he has a whole verse that'd be hard he might have a kendrick verse or or he he was with drake he was with drake uh remember a couple years ago i think drake picked him up from the airport or something so he might have a drake verse on there too for real it's definitely gonna be interesting i I think that's next week next uh the 15th ain't that uh must be the 14th not the 15th because the 15th is a Saturday. So, yeah, it's probably the 14th when that album drops. The off-season. Next Friday. It's probably going to do numbers, man. Uh, there was some other songs that I wanted to just tell you all about that I've, I've listened to. And, yeah, so, you know, R&B people. This is some R&B songs. Uh, I don't know how to say this This. This uh, lovely lady's name I think it's called Maita Maita M-A-E-T-A A uh, song's called Bitch Don't Be Mad Pretty cool song Y'all should check that out Mariba Mariba Song called Writer That song's hard Um, M-E-R-E-B-A uh, I don't know how to say these names man People got some Some different names nowadays 
um asiana alexis same mistakes that's a good song um the song by fever friday with vori okay that's like one of those new r&b type of songs it's not really r&b but they have melodies so you know it's kind of r&b ish that's a good song too though um a song called gone by child with like three eyes it's a pretty cool song too I like that. Y'all should check those out. But uh, there's some rap songs, too, that I heard, you know, that I fuck with. Um, Spiral by 21 Savage. That was a hard song. Pretty cool. Uh, a song called Perfect Timing by YG, Mozzie, and Blast. I like that song, too. Y'all should check that out. Little Baby had an On Me remix with Megan Thee Stallion. Listen, I ain't really care for it. It's it's not really, I don't know, it wasn't necessary. It wasn't necessary, in my opinion. There's a song by Baby Keem and Travis Scott called Do-Rag Activity. My sister, she's big on this Baby Keem dude. And, I don't know, the, some of the songs that she played, I, I like. I really did like it. It sounded like he was pretty good. But this song in particular, they could have kept that. I ain't care for it. It just, I just ain't like it, you know? Um. Uh, that might have been it. That might have been the only songs I really heard for real. Um, like I said, I'm typically an R&B guy. I could give y'all more R&B songs, but I ain't gonna R&B y'all to death. Uh, what else happened in the world? Uh, some things I want to talk about, but I ain't gonna talk about that right now. But let's let's end up let's end with sports. So. Hmm. For for football, y'all know the draft happened. Nothing really new came of it except, you know, Aaron Rodgers. He's he's he wants out of Green Bay. He's doing everything he can to get out of Green Bay. He's leaking information. He's talking shit about the GM. He's telling people, hey, listen, there's no way I'm coming back. And they're saying that sources are saying that. The uh, the Bears, Chicago Bears, is like the most interested in Aaron Rodgers at this point. It'd be weird to see Aaron Rodgers on a new team, but I do think he'll probably end up being traded. I'm not sure where. Um, maybe Vegas, Raiders, maybe the Bears. The best fit. I don't know. Because the Bears... They have a really good defense. They do have a good defense. And that's what Aaron Rodgers definitely didn't have the last few years. Um, but as far as weapons, he's not going to have a Devontae Adams over there. He would have Allen Robinson if they don't trade Allen Robinson. But who else? What other receivers do they have? They don't really – I feel like he might end up in the same position that he's been in, you know, if he goes to the Bears, except – he would have a better defense. Um, I can't remember the list of teams. I think the Vegas Raiders was one of them. They needed a safety. I know that. I think they addressed their defense in the uh, in the draft. But I, I don't know. I just, I don't know where a good fit would be. You know, I guess for him, any place besides Green Bay would be a good fit because he feels like he's Aaron Rodgers and he says, hey, you send me to these places that I want to go. I'll make it happen. And it's probably true. 
you know, with a better defense, he'll probably do better. But he'd be in the AFC then, which is probably better too because, I mean, he would have to deal with Patrick Mahomes. He would have to deal with Baltimore Ravens. Hey, my Bengals is on the rise. If we could get a good defense, the Browns is good. Steelers might be back. They got a running back in draft. Uh, Texans, nah, they're out of here. The ba- the Bills, Bills are still there. So it's not going to be easy in either in either AFC or NFC. But. Hey, listen, it's going to be interesting. I guess, I think they're not going to probably make the move until, like, June. Um, so we just got to wait till then and, and, and you know, check back because it's going to be crazy. He's basically on that. Hey, y'all drafted the quarterback, start him. That's, that's y'all guy. Y'all start him. Yeah, I mean, I ain't it. So it's definitely interesting. As far as basketball, listen, it's coming down to the nitty-gritty on the playoffs. As we stand right now. Uh, I think Jazz is on top of the West, and Philly's on top of the East. Um, they saying Nikola Jokic is the front runner for the MVP. I don't understand how. Like I understand he's averaging like twenty seven points, eleven rebounds, eight assists, and that's very good. Listen, I'm not taking nothing from him. However, I just feel like what Joel Embiid is doing is different. It's different. I just feel like he, his team is not as complete as the Nuggets is. They're just not. Like, the Nuggets are a better basketball team. So, the better team should be doing better than the team that's not as as complete. I mean, the 76ers have Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, who wasn't really playing you know, this year, he's been in and out the lineup and Tobias Harris and who hasn't really been, I mean, he's been, he's been good, but the Nuggets are a better team. They have better weapons. They have better pieces. They're a better complete basketball team. They're like a better version of the Spurs today. I mean, and I just, I don't get it, honestly, because they, they didn't have Jamal Murray for 10 games, 12 games, whatever, and they went 10 and 2 which is nothing to slouch at. However, up until those 12 games, they had Jamal Murray the whole time. You know what I mean? So you can't just discredit. You can't just say, oh, for 12 games, he's been balling crazy, so he should be the MVP. Like, they still had a whole complete team before that when Ben Simmons was in and out of the lineup, and they're still at top of the East with the Brooklyn Nets having – the best three players on one team, even though, you know, James Harden hasn't been there. And, you know, they're competing with all these other teams in the East, Celtics, uh, Bucks, um, the Heat, and so on and so forth. You know, they're at the top of the East. When they're, I don't think anyone thought they would be at the top of the East. I did because, if you all remember, I, pre- I predicted the Nets and the Sixers in the Eastern Finals. And I think it's still going to be that. Um, so, listen, if I if I was a voter, I'd vote MVP for Joel Embiid. And if I wasn't going to vote for Joel Embiid, I would vote Chris Paul. Because the Suns are the second in the West. 
above the Clippers, above the Lakers, above the Blazers, everyone else. They're second. This team was in the in the play in last year, in the bubble, and now they're second in the West. Like the Suns, bro. The Suns ain't been nice since ever. And they're all they're doing all this because of Chris Paul. You know what I mean? And the Lakers are just falling and falling and falling. I don't, I don't, I don't think the Lakers are gonna uh, get the West. I think it's gonna be the Clippers or the field. You know, it's not gonna be Lakers. They're they're done. The bronze injury, holding them back, holding the team back. AD still not doing. He's not balling like AD. So, I just it's it's, it's gonna be an interesting playoffs. Which and that playoff start. In like two weeks And I don't know So I'm going to go early prediction Joel Embiid gets MVP uh, The 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 uh, I'm going to go Bucks And the Sixers And the East Finals Unless James Harden comes back I don't know when James Harden's coming back um, And in the West I'm going to go Clippers And I'm going to go out on the limb and say the Blazers. Clippers and Blazers in the West. Uh, yeah, that, that's my that's my guess right now. You know, next week I'll, I'll I'll go with like I'll give a I'll give a prediction for all the awards: MVP, Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year. I'll I'll I'll, I'll do a prediction for all those next week, and I'll dive a little more into the into uh you know the playoffs and everything. Um, but until then, man, listen, I appreciate y'all for checking me out. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. Um, don't forget to become a, a patron. Um, you know, let's, 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 uh, let's, uh, you know, just take this thing to the next level. Um, and listen, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna give y'all a, a, a code for, for the store for shopgia.org, G-I-A-H dot org and that code is pod fam p-o-d-f-a-m and once the next collection drop well between now and when the next collection drop you get 50 percent off your whole purchase you know what i mean and that's just a thank you from me to y'all uh but before we get out of here for real i do want to mention uh the dodge coin doge coin however you want to say it listen I told y'all probably way back in like episode three or four, I inquired about it. Yo, is Dogecoin the next Bitcoin? And we hear now, present day, Dogecoin is up. It hit a record high, like 69 cent. Uh, if y'all remember way back when, that that it was at like five cent, you know, before... It really took off before it was in the limelight before anybody knew about it. I told y'all about it. I said, yo, this Dogecoin thing might be it. So it's here now. It's the third highest crypto. Um, Ethereum just hit a record high, like $3,000. I think it was the beginning of the week or last week. Bitcoin, that already hit a record high this year. Now Dogecoin hit a record high. Elon Musk was on one of the late night shows promoting it, talking about it. I didn't watch it, but 
I'm sure that's what got it bubbling the way it's bubbling now. So, yo, if you haven't already, there's still time. It's not too late to get into Dogecoin. All right. If you got like $500 to put towards it, and you could buy it on, you know, many sites, but uh, I know Robinhood's one of the most popular ones, and I told you all about Robinhood, too. So you can buy this Dogecoin on Robinhood. If you got like 500 to put up, cool, buy it. And just know that if even if you buy it now at like 60 cent, if that thing hits $5 and you got $500 worth, that can turn into 10 bands just like that. Or maybe like six between five and $600. You buy it now and if Dogecoin hits $5 per coin, you up you up ten thousand. Just think if you could put a band into it or two bands into it or three bands, it's only gonna go up. You know what I mean? It's it, Elon Musk is on T V talking about it now, you know what I mean? So all the billionaires is in there. All the everybody that that's you know, been investing in listen, you gotta get in it now. Before it's too late. For real, for real, cause this is the type of thing that can separate uh, you know, people with money and people without money, and right now, people without money can buy it, even if you only got a hundred dollars to put towards it. You know I mean, you can still make a good come up, even with that hundred dollars. Cause think you you buy it right now, hundred at sixty cent, right? And let's let's just see how much a hundred dollars I get you right now. Let's, I'm gonna pull it up, and I'm gonna see. You bought Dogecoin right now. It's at fifty-eight cent. You put a hundred dollars towards it. That'll give you a hundred and seventy-one Dogecoin. All right. That hundred seventy-one Dogecoin at fifty-eight cent, which it's currently at, is worth ninety-nine dollars. Okay, so you're not really getting your money back. However, well, I won't say you're not getting your money back, but the profit isn't. It isn't that great. However, you still bought those 171 Dogecoin, I think it was, right? 170. And that was worth $5. I mean, you up 800. You up 800, I believe. Times five. Yeah, you up 800 off a $100 investment. 850 to be exact so just think if if you was able to get a thousand dogecoin which would take it a cost let's see let's see a little more than 500 550 575 580 yeah 5 590 that'll give you a thousand dogecoin and if you had a thousand of them and that joint hit five dollars, I mean, for every dollar it hits, that's a thousand. So, if you get a thousand Dogecoin and it hits five dollars, you're up five thousand dollars. If you can manage to get two thousand Dogecoin, yeah, I mean, and it hit five dollars, then you're up to ten thousand dollars. If you can manage to get twenty thousand, my boy told me he had like twenty thousand Dogecoin, uh, 
few months back, and for some reason he decided to sell. But if he'd have had it right now, he'd have been up twelve thousand. No, actually, he said he had more than that. I think he had like two hundred thousand, because he said he'd have been up three million or something crazy. He, either way, like he sold way too soon. Yeah, you know I mean, and that's the problem that people sometimes have. They these coins go up to like record highs and then people sell too soon and then if you'd have just held it when it was worth like five cent and now that it's up at this 60 cent uh you mean and you just keep holding it until it gets to five dollars but you bought it at 30 cent 40 cent 25 cent 15 cent yeah i mean just yo the the amount of money that you can come up off this is like the last this is it could be potentially the last coin that takes off. Yeah, you know I mean, they saying there's another one that's called like Chia or something, but I don't know nothing about that. I ain't really hear too much about it. But I've always been hearing about Dogecoin from the beginning of the year, from once I start the podcast till now. I've been hearing about Dogecoin. So, yeah, man, just for y'all people that are scared to invest or didn't invest or hesitant on it, at least. Just put some money into Dogecoin. You know what I mean? And you got a little money to to put aside. Like I said, $100. Even if you just hold it and that joint hits $5, you up 800 So you can just take take what you can get. You know, even if you could put $25 in a week or $50 a month or whatever you can manage to do. Do it because the time is now to do it. And it may go down a little bit. You you could potentially wait, um, because I seen I seen it from a couple of people that it might hit like thirty five cent. It may go down that far. So if you want to be patient and try to wait and see if it if it goes a little lower before you buy, do that. Um, but if it if you do buy now and it does go low, you want to buy when it's low. You always want to buy stocks when they're low, especially if you know they're going to go back up. Buy it when it's low. Because once it skyrockets, you're going to have it at a low cost, and it's going to be worth much more. And then you you up. You up. You know what I mean? So, listen, Dogecoin is it. Get it in now before it's too late. You know who I am. It's your boy, O. I'm about to get out of here. Don't forget the uh, the podcast code. Not the podcast code. The shop code. Um, on shopga.org, podfam, P-O-D-F-A-M. Don't forget to follow on Facebook, not Facebook, Instagram, um, Mornings with Omar. Figure out where I'm at tomorrow with it. We celebrate my brother's 31st birthday. It's going to be a great weekend. Make sure y'all, you know, just take care of yourselves. Go visit family or friends. Uh, and yeah, man, we're going to, we all going to uh, just take this thing to the next level this year we're gonna get our finances right we're gonna take care of our health and we're gonna eat right and we're gonna exercise and we ain't gonna live like 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 yo we kings and queens and we're gonna live like such all right so listen it ain't about what happens to you it's about what you do after it happens and with that it's your boy i'm out